0: Coming to you by way of the not-for-profit Mainframe Studios at 900 KOA in downtown Des Moines, this is 900 Views, a podcast about building community through the arts as we build an arts community. I'm your host, Pat Bodie, but I'm not at Mainframe. I'm at my Urbandale home, working with the help of collaborator Alex Cooney through these pandemic times here. Today we're joined by Sarah Jo Bosen, a professionally trained and experienced art conservator who makes Mainframe Studios her professional home. Through her work, she brings museum quality conservation to private collectors, institutions, corporations, and small museums. Sarah holds a postgraduate diploma in conservation from the Courtauld Institute of Art in London and a BFA from Savannah's College of Art and Design, and she's a Sigourney native. So welcome, Sarah. And I don't normally start this way, but I think a lot of folks don't know that much about art conservation, and I was wondering if you could kind of fill us in a little bit uh, about the actual work you do.
1: Yes, it's a little bit of a complex field that balances your fine arts, your art history, and chemistry. Um, Basically, taking those elements, um, you spend your time examining um, artwork and figuring out how best to maintain it and treat it over time so that it can have the longest life possible. Um, This ranges from everything from just regular upkeep of cleaning dusting a piece to um, things like mending tears removing old varnishes um, setting down uh, lifting and cracking paint as well as preventative things such as environmental controls and pest uh, monitoring um, ultraviolet light monitoring whatever needs to be done to preserve the piece as best as possible, basically. So
0: how do people find you, and uh, how do you come to end up getting to do this work? Because uh, it's pretty specialized, and I'm sure there's not a lot of 15th century art hanging around the corner uh, for you to work on.
1: (laughs) Well, a lot of it is word of mouth. Um, I've reached out to several institutions, uh, museums, Uh, corporations, things like that. And then um, as well as I have a website. So usually people who need my services are actively searching for them. It's not your everyday job that people are going to look for. So people put in um, art restoration or art conservation into uh, Google or whatever. And usually that's one of the ways they find me or they reach out to their local art museum and ask for someone in this field. And that's how they get my name.
0: Now, the work sounds both fascinating and painstaking. <laughs> what do you love about it?
1: I love the challenge of it. No two pieces are ever the same. Um, and there's a million different ways you can approach everything. You're, And, you know, two different methods may both be valid um, and you choose which one you're most comfortable with or what you know think, you think is going to give the best results but there's never there's obviously a wrong way to do things but you can oh, just no. go about it more than one way um, and still get really great results and it's always it's always a challenge it's always difficult no two days are the same
0: have you ever had a, a big regret a like oh gosh
1: turn um, that was a mistake um You do end up questioning yourself sometimes, but usually you need to go with your instincts. After you've been in this field for a while, your instincts are usually spot on. So you follow those and it'll get scary at times, but
0: they'll see you
1: you through. Um, The other thing is if there's a project that I'm questioning, I reach out to um, former colleagues or classmates and get their opinion, talk through the issue, um, and see what they would do if they think I'm going the right direction, if they had other ideas. Because like I said, there's a million different ways to go about it. And they may think of something that's slightly different than what I was planning on doing. And it, you know, it might be a little smoother that way.
0: So tell me about that network and these colleagues. This is um, part of the arts community, a substantial part, I'm sure, even though you might be small in number. Uh, it's meaningful work that you do. How are folks being affected, yourself and your colleagues, uh, around these times? This is a global pandemic. It's not isolated to um, any one person that you associate with, I'm sure. So how are they feeling? What, what's happening?
1: Yeah, uh, it it's, Rough right now, as several of my um, former colleagues at museums have been furloughed. Um, there's uh, other private conservators that the work's not coming in. Um, it, conservation's one of the first things that often gets cut when funding when funds are short. Um, so it's it's where museums are going to be making cuts. It's where private Um, museum collectors cut back. Uh, So it's not a happy time for us right now, I should say.
0: Why is it one of the first places that gets cut, you think?
1: Because, say, in a museum setting, they want to maintain the exhibitions and the rotating the artwork Uh. and the everyday things that People on the street that are coming to the museum are going to see, whereas if there's something wrong with a painting, they can put that off till later, most of the time, not all the time. Um, but, you know, you set it in a corner and just don't touch it. Many, In many cases, it won't get worse. It's not always a good option, but it won't get worse. So it's a, yeah. It's just not the priority.
0: So you guys get stuck in a holding pattern, if you will. Yeah. You, you kind of put to the put to the side. What's happening for you personally? Then is that turning out to be the case? I mentioned that you work with private collectors, institutions, corporations, small museums. Are just some of those uh, cutting back all of them? How's that look like for you and in, in your mix of work?
1: So basically, since the pandemic has started, I have I pretty much have not been getting contacts from people regarding work. Um, I have work that will keep me going for the next few months, but I haven't, I just don't have new work coming in, which I, and I understand that too. People are struggling all across the country. So getting their artwork fixed up isn't a priority. There people are, and people are donating to really great causes and stuff too. So that's great. There's so many people struggling out there, but. Yeah, my, my business is just one of those that gets put on, put on hold for a while, I guess.
0: <laughs> how are you taking that, kind of philosophically, or are you feeling pretty stressed? Uh, how, how can you tell me about how you're kind of um, taking care of yourself and, and figuring this all out?
1: I'm, I, I guess I'm trying to be somewhat philosophical about it. Uh, I know I've got work for the next few months. Um, I will probably be mainstreaming my expenses more for those reasons and just try to make it stretch as long as I can. And then uh, once things slow down for me, I'm going to try to do some of the additional items that I was wanting to expand on my business. Things like reaching out to um, some of the colleges and potentially trying to get involved in like their chemistry program or art history programs or fine arts, Um, see if I can integrate with them and kind of spread my knowledge in conservation and art, Uh, reach out to more museums and just get my name out there a little bit more, make sure they know I'm still here, see if there's any things like surveys of their collections that are needing to be done, things that can be done with museums being closed that type of
0: thing. So from a business model perspective, uh, you're going to stick to what you're doing right now while you're kind of still got quite a little bit of work, but you're looking sooner rather than later to expand maybe your services and your contacts for those services and be somewhat aggressive about it. Yes, hopefully.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and, and, and do you have hope for that? I mean, does that feel like a hopeful thing or uh, is it feeling more desperate?
1: I, I think, It's a hopeful thing. It may not catch on right away, but this is especially reaching out to um, colleges. Though I like teaching and um, sharing what I know to anyone who's interested really. (laughs) So it's something I've wanted to expand on um, since before I started my business, it was always a game plan. So maybe this is kind of the window to go down that path a little bit.
0: Oh, I see. You'd given this some thought previously, but just never really had the opportunity to do it because you were too busy?
1: Well, yeah, I was focusing on essentially my bread and butter um, and wanted to make sure that the basis of my business was up and running. Um, So, and it, my business is relatively new. It's two years old and, it's it's just starting to get some steam and everything. So, you know, i am very focused on the treatment aspect of conservation. So, maybe this is supposed to be the window where I branch out a little bit more.
0: Yeah. You know, you've got a very interesting uh Picasso quote on on your website. It's about dust.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you remember I love that, that quote. Yep. Uh, the per The purpose of art is washing the dust of daily life off our souls.
0: So when you think about that, and you think about this pandemic, are we more dusty today or less than we were previously?
1: Oh, huh. That's a great question. I think in some ways we're less dusty. I think this is opening our eyes to things that we've been ignoring for a long time. I think you know, we're getting a new point of view on everything again, which can be a good thing, I think.
0: Like what? What are some examples from your perspective?
1: Um, I I guess in my mind, things like kids are riding their bikes and getting outside more. And you see them um, drawing on their sidewalks and doing all these things that I remember doing as a kid, but... I just feel like I haven't seen it in years, and they're they're going back to some of these basics that I think are good for your soul.
0: D- does your work with this historical perspective that you have um, give you any perspective on our future?
1: Um, I think it. For me, it definitely gives hope for the future Um, because you see all the things that the world has been through in the past. It's depicted in art in one form or another over the years, which is one of the reasons why art is so important. It's part of our heritage, our culture. Um, And you see devastating things in art. And every time we go through a depression or things like that, beautiful art comes out of it. You hear um, amazing stories you see beautiful art people find ways to express themselves um, it's often heartbreaking but i think we come out on the other end stronger from it so i have hope that that's what will happen in in this time frame as well
0: you're rewarding me for asking a wacky question um in in that context though um uh, what do you anticipate the art of these times might end up being like we've seen a lot already of surgical masks and uh, you know is it going to be that kind of reflection of our times or or more of that or or what are you what are you anticipating
1: um I'm hoping it's maybe a little bit more um personally reflective, um such as like families and coming together. Um, I saw an episode on, I think it was CBS Sunday morning, What, and I can't remember the artist's name off the top of my head, but he was doing a beautiful group portrait of all these faces looking up toward the light and like a very hopeful coming together, coming out of the darkness kind of a thing.
0: That's what you're hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. What do you anticipate will be happening within the mainframe community at the back end of all of this that might be a little different than what would have happened otherwise?
1: I know that people are struggling with everything right now. Um, I know we were supposed to be working on, like, opening our next floor, you know, getting the construction going and opening that up, and that's been... Pushed off, which I was looking forward to that because I was going to be moving up to the the new floor. <laughs> but yeah. um, I think in some cases people are going to possibly have to step away for a little bit. We might be having a dark time here for a little while. I hope not. I hope people are able to get funding to help them stay afloat.
0: Have you Have you been able to apply?
1: I looked into applying, and I don't qualify unfortunately.
0: Well, I'd like to remind all the folks listening to this podcast that there is a GoFundMe relief uh, page for Mainframe Studios. I haven't mentioned that in the last couple of interviews, so I hope you remember that and that people will go and make a contribution to that. And Sarah, how can the greater Des Moines community support you and the other artists at Mainframe in addition to donating to a a relief fund, of course. What other ways can you see that just regular Joes like me can help support you to get through these times?
1: I think uh, I know there's uh, some gift cards and things like that for different artists, but also just reaching out and asking the artist directly if there's something that they're doing like a discount or anything like that or workshops, like virtual workshops or um, some are doing like take-home DIY projects type things. Um, Then also just keeping the word out there, you know, reminding people that we're there so that people that do need something, do want to get some new art, do have something that needs to be treated, um, whatever it is, they remember we're there because I think the arts just get forgotten a little bit right now.
0: Yeah, and we can't forget the arts. Uh, this creative community is a really powerful tool for our community, and mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that people will recognize that. What is the role that you see the arts taking on uh, throughout these challenging times and then beyond? What is the role of arts in our community as far as you're concerned?
1: I think they pull people together.
0: And you've seen it historically.
1: Yeah, they pull people together, and they give a voice to what people are thinking or feeling. It's actually a very important job, I feel like, in times like this, even though it does get overlooked. A lot of people can't say what they're thinking or feeling, but the artwork can say a million things.
0: And if you were to say one thing that you want to make sure uh, people know about you and your art, your conservation of art, Uh, what is it you want them to come away with and understand about you and your work?
1: I suppose the fact that I cherish everything I work on. I really enjoy my work, and I treat every piece as if it's my own. Actually, I probably treat it better than I treat my own. And I, I just love bringing the joy of the original art back to people, and I don't know—it's such a passion for me. I, I think I run out of words when I try to <laughs> describe that. Uh, it is,
0: it is, it is obviously your passion, and I would direct people to go to sjfineartconservation.com dot com and check out the work of Sarah Jo Bozen. She has a whole series of paintings that you can see the work she's done in terms of that restoration, and it clearly is an act of passion and an act of love. So Sarah Jo, thank you for joining us uh, for this edition of 900 Views. Again, thank you to Alex Cooney, Shimon Spain, Justin Mandelbaum, all the folks at Mainframe. And remember, these artists are working hard and trying to make ends meet, Anything you can do to support them will be appreciated. Don't forget about that uh, GoFundMe page for Mainframe Studios. Thanks for listening to 900 Views.